the morning. Episode 15. This is the Rojo Show. I am your host, none other than Rojo. Today's Friday. NWA movie came out yesterday. Where's my Compton hat? Copped the Compton hat when I was out on the West Coast. I should rock it today. In memory of the guys. Not in memory, just I guess in respect of the movie coming out. How's everybody doing? Everybody's good? Perfect, perfect. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't um I don't feel very Friday-ish right now, actually. I'm kind of down in the dumps. This is this is episode 15. This is probably the first episode that I didn't want to do. Let me clarify that. Um, I'm just... It's not necessarily the episode, the first episode I didn't want to do. It's the first episode that like is not convenient for me. And my mood. Because I really don't feel like talking right now. I'm really just kind of in a in a melancholy kind of dump. And I don't know. Coming up on some decisions I might have to make that I really don't want to do. But circumstances are becoming as such. That I'll have to have to take care of some business gotta take do that man shit I don't know it's so often that like I don't know when do you, when do people really have time to like to like dream when do common people or or regular people have time to like create and and really like focus in and attempt to attempt to get those dreams out I don't know episode 15 I got some topics I got some topics I got some cool topics and I'm sure as we go along I'll loosen up and and get out of this or whatever it is but you know, just send some send some good vibes towards your boy Rojo. You know what I'm saying? Just send send me some love, or just just think good thoughts for your boy, cause I'm I need them, I need them. Feel me? I don't have a lot of listeners yet, so right now I still consider all of you family, and and I mean even if even if I even if I got had a bunch of listeners. I would still I would still hold some kind of reverence personally for the people that that tune into my show and that listen and that check for it and that are that are active. Mind you, I need more of you guys to be active. The Rojo show at Gmail dot com. Shy Rojo on Instagram. Hit me up on Facebook. Please use the hashtag the Rojo show. Or TRS. Um. But yeah, guys, just send me send me some vibes. Anyway, so 
got some topics. A lot of them got some traction on Facebook. That's really where I try to test a lot of stuff out. Facebook, um, the Facebook is is where I, I post the most shit, I suppose. But um, I give you a roadmap because I've become accustomed to giving roadmaps to my people. Shout out to all my debaters. Fuck, what's happening? Oh shit. What I do? Where am I? Oh shit. Hold on. Uh fuck, hold on. Alright, we're back. Sorry about that. Had some slight technical difficulties, but I'm good. And I'm I'm back in the groove, I, I suppose. Anyway, let's Let's get into some some topics. First topic. What the what what are milk brothers? Um interesting article I read about this lady who well I guess the picture is what sparked the most controversy. It was this lady, I saw a picture of this lady and she had two boys on her on her uh ample sized bosoms. Do I? Yeah, yes, I have to acknowledge that they're big boobs because I'm a guy and I acknowledge boobs. Ew. So um, she she had so one of the boys was her son and the other boy was her friend's son. Um, and a lot of people were talking about you know wet nurses and. You know, Andrea's smart ass came and was talking about how, you know, there's like breast milk donation centers or some shit. I never heard of that, but she said something. Hold on, let me check it out. Jared, lots of people. Jared. <laughs> That's my Andrea impression. I don't know. I could probably do better than that. Jared. Jared. Donor milk. <laughs> there's donor milk places. Uh, but I don't know. I think I think what startled me about the picture more was these boys look kind of big. Like these boys look big enough not to be on bottles. I guess they're only sixteen months. How old do you usually do most people breastfeed their babies to? I've heard scientists say that you should breastfeed your baby up to like two and a half because they can still live off of that mother's milk. And she's kind of making this like creepy look at the camera. Like she's like kind of getting off to it. Chef Coco says she's probably getting a lot of orgasms, which is kind of freaky. It's kind of freaky. <laughs> but like if she's getting off on it, then why can't I look at it in some kind of sexual way too? I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful to see her feeding and, and, and giving, giving a child sustenance straight from a body. Like I can talk about it and make it sound creepy, but I don't feel creepy about it. But these boys look big. Like I feel like anytime you can like ask for it, like you coming up, you know, emotional. Come here, bitch. Hey, bring me that boob, mom, mom. Hey, mom, mom. Hey, mommy, mom, mom, mommy, mommy, mom, mom. The boob in my mouth. M O U F mouth. Cause you gotta ask like for like a gangster. Boob in my mouth, mom. That's disgusting. Well, the, the way I say it is disgusting, but actual breastfeeding is not disgusting. That's beautiful. But yeah, I think it's more like a fa- the face she's making. 
She's making a kind of creepy face like she's like really enjoying it. But I don't again, this this goes to that whole like social media thing. Like I don't necessarily think it should have been posted on on Facebook. And I mean, maybe I'm wrong for feeling that way because like apparently like I haven't seen a lot of negative backlash from it or anything. All the responses I've seen have been like extremely positive and extremely in favor of it. And like, what's everybody freaking out about? But I guess like, like women's empowerment and like women's issues and their their validity has kind of been been trending and been a popular source of conversation in the last couple years. So I feel like that has more to do with it than anything. Like it's really hard to. You can't really criticize women nowadays. Like they kind of, they kind of do everything right right now. Even when they're assholes, they're like praised for how well they're being assholes. Um, I guess some of my female listeners are gonna have an issue with that. Do I have a lot of female listeners? Like, like that just listen on their own and like. Well, I know I know some people listen with their boyfriends or whatever, which is which is probably a good way to do it. So he can like <laughs> so he can like uh, explain shit as I say it or like or like not or like say that he doesn't feel that way when I say, it. oh, 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 this nigga, this nigga, Jared crazy. <laughs> oh, this nigga Rojo is a trip. I, I don't know what he's talking about. I've never felt that way. He feels that way. That's crazy. That's, that's why I listen to his show, baby. He's so crazy. Fuck out of here. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's just the picture. The picture is kind of freaking me out. But you know, I just want to know where the line starts because I don't want to cut nobody. So I can go me in the rocks. Does the other mom do this too? Like, does she uh, breastfeed both of the boys too? Do they t- trade off? I I mean, if that's what it, I I really don't care. Like I admire the fact that they take it this seriously and that they're they're this I, I hope this is why they do it because they are some kind of communal in some kind of communal situation and they both got kids and they both want their kids to be fed adequately and in as healthy of a way as possible. So they have some kind of arrangement. I don't know. Do they both have boyfriends or husbands? Because if only one of them does, I think that'd be an interesting situation. Or maybe if it's just them, maybe they're like two single mothers and they're like, hey, let's work together to like raise our boys or some shit. I don't know. There's lots of possibilities. They could also be attention horse. They could also just be a take a picture of me feeding both our kids and let's see what happens on social media. Pennsylvania they don't have much to do let's move on this is an interesting topic so this is um top 10 warning signs for people of color in interracial relationships now uh, well we'll we'll talk about it we'll talk okay I'll I'll run them down I'll run them down and I'll comment on them as I go it's my show so if I want to say all 10 of them and talk about them, that's what I'll fucking do and you'll listen and like it. I mean, you might you'll listen, I hope. Um number 1. If your significant other claims to or is known to have a thing for men or women of your race. 
This is called fetishism, which generally consists of sex. I know what a fetish is. Um, Asian, African, and women stereotypes. The sexually potent black male stereotype. Um, I felt that way before, but I felt that way about black women too. Like they want to. Well, that that becomes more of like a personality thing. Like. Um, uh, I feel like that becomes more of a personality thing. Like you have a thing for black guys. Do you have a thing for black guys, or do you have some kind of thing for like reckless freedom and danger? Well, that's that's what comes along with black guys in some senses too. Um, more like real fun, like just unabandoned fun. Or you might have some kind of you might want to feel like you're getting some kind of street cred, you know. So like maybe you're like, <laughs> so like maybe you're like, uh, maybe you put yourself in a position where yeah, that that shit happens all the time. You have a thing for uh, people of that race. I mean, I know a lot. I guess I know these black these black dudes that I see in Walmart can't have a thing for like these fat white chicks that they be in there with. Like these chicks be huge. They must be breaded up or something. I would I would assume they're breaded, because that's the only reason I'd be seen in public with something like that. And even in that case, sometimes not. Like, what store are you going to? You can't go by yourself. But, I mean, I don't know. I got a thing for all types of women. I don't know. Let's move on. Uh, if they have a friend with racist views, yeah, because you can't. I mean, you can't associate yourself with that. And have it and still have it like so close to home. Like I couldn't have like if I was a hunter, right? I couldn't be hunting deer and like have one as a pet. There's a there's a conflict of interest there somewhere. Like why am I entertaining one of the other? Why am I engaging in one or the other? So if you have a friend that's racist, what you're either you're why are you tolerating it? But you claim to be in some kind of relationship with somebody of that of that color of that race weird uh if they don't check if they don't check those friends when they express those views they wouldn't express them in in front of you anyway so i don't how would you know if they check them or not uh if they don't bring you around family members uh yeah i mean that's just a sign that they might not like your ass because it's been black women i've refused to i've I've messed with but i've refused to bring them around my, my family hell no uh, if they are ignorant of or not making an effort to learn about you or the history slash experience of your people, ethnicity slash culture. That's true. Uh, if they are if they claim to be colorblind or that race doesn't matter or any of that so-called post-racial fake liberal bullshit. Yeah, that's that's extremely uncomfortable and that's extremely unrealistic. And it lets you know, in some cases, like exactly where that people's come, where that person's coming from. And a lot of times they say that shit to try like when people say that, I feel like they're trying to avoid conversations. They're trying to avoid conversations and they're trying to impress you with how with how progressive or liberal they are. But what they're actually saying when 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 people say race doesn't exist or they don't see color that means that they are they're also not recognizing the eccentricity and the individualism of each person 
they're just blindly being um, tolerant, which isn't what you want either. You want you want people to be able to distinguish good people from bad people. And then you can acknowledge that there are good people and bad people from all races and cultures. But to say you don't see color or you don't you're colorblind or whatever, that's that's like a fake way of just being nice to everybody. And everybody might not deserve to be being nice to. That's just like saying, well, we're just going to let everybody in. We're not going to we're not going to be exclusive in any kind of way. Well, you're going to let a lot of dickheads in, too. And you're going to miss out on nuances of those dickheads and of those good people and of those people's culture. Like you, you can't. Yeah, that's whack. We can keep going. Um, If you refer to them or they refer to you as dating something new. Uh, maybe. Um, if you seem to be the only person of your race they are fond of. Yeah, I guess I could hear that. Um, if they co-sign your criticisms of your ethnicity. Yeah, that's some bullshit, but that's bullshit in any way in, in at all times. Like co-signing people complaining about your friends, co-signing people complaining about your race. Like, yeah, because even like when you do it. You're venting about something that you're personally involved in and you personally have stake in. They really don't have any room to cosign or to concur in any way because it doesn't affect them directly. And they, they don't come from the the same pot as those issues come out of. If they cannot, will not, are afraid to or unable to have discussions on racism. That's a good one, too, because especially I guess I'm automatically skewing this towards the black and or white thing or a relationship involving a white person, which I'm pretty sure this list is is dealing with because it would have to be. These only these actions only come from races and cultures with elitist attitudes. And unfortunately, most of the countries with elitist attitudes render forth uh, white people. Um, the United States is one of them. Germany is one of them. Although Germany seems to be cool with black people. <laughs> Shouts to my nigga. Um, but I, I, I don't see so many of these issues arising out of say a black and Puerto Rican situation or Puerto Rico. Dare I say, Puerto, can I say Puerto Rican and Mexicans do Puerto Ricans and Mexicans date? If they do, isn't there like, isn't there like a tequila factory that blows up or something like when a Mexican and a Puerto Rican marry, uh, two people die coming over from Mexico and coming over from Puerto Rico. I don't know. There's something like that. I just know Mexicans and Puerto Ricans don't really fuck with each other like that. I I, I don't think many Latino cultures mix with other Latino culture, Latino or Hispanic or however you want to phrase that shit. Um, like I don't hear, I don't hear of a lot of like, like I said, Mexicans and Puerto Ricans or like Cubans and Dominicans or, um, you know, Guatemalan and Peruvian. Ooh, Peruvian. I pulled that one out the pocket. Pulled that one out the pocket. 
Um, but yeah. Um, what notes did I take on this? Um, go through the list. Yeah, that's that. That was my main point. Right. Uh, my main point was I'm 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 I pretty much agree with every all the points on here. I mean, some of these are kind of asinine. Um. If you seem to be the only person of your race that they're fond of, I mean, you, if you like me, you don't have to like everybody that's like me. You can be respectful and fucking human towards them, though. But um, liking everybody I like or liking everybody that's like me, you, I guess you would have to. But then, see, some of these are contradictory because if you seem to be the only person of your race that they're fond of. So if I like you. So, okay, so say I'm dating this white chick, right? And this white chick likes me, but she doesn't necessarily fuck with a lot of other people I'm fucking with. But if she did, would that count as her having, like, a thing for men or women of my race? Like, if they were like, well, I just I just find black people to be cooler. Is that is that the same? Or is that different? Is that the same as having a thing for people of your race? Creamer. <laughs> oh yeah, she's I don't know, she's just the only person I'm close to that's that I would compare or put in that category of people that act like other people in their race. Or other people people outside of their race. I guess I know some Mexican people that act like they white. I'd like to clear up this myth with with Hector or with uh with Gus when they're on here, um because okay so so from at least my perspective as a black guy, the reason w- why are Mexicans such heavy Cubs fans when that there's not a lot of Mexicans on the north side, they all live out south closer to the White Sox stadium if anything, so like why are there so many Mexican uh Cubs fans and I, I think it's because Mexicans have long been rumored or some Mexicans have long been rumored to kind of like um, try to assimilate with white people try to fit in try to be quote-unquote American and try to um, abandon some sense of their 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 Mexican culture um, a lot of, a lot of people don't speak Spanish no more or you know they uh, reject like I said, they reject Mexican culture. Um, and in that, I mean, white people love the White Sox. The, I mean, white people love the Cubs. The Black Sox, the White Sox, what the fuck? White people love the Cubs. The White Sox tend to be more of a black or south side. Like, that's what you hear when you talk about, when you hear uh, the the about the White Sox. You hear about the south side, south side. That's what that's about. When you hear about the Cubs, you the Cubs... I mean, the Cubs suck, but they're still one of the most expensive tickets in in baseball. They have this historic park. It's very much of an elitist type of thing. Like It's like, you know, I want to pay to go sit up north in the stands or drink beer and be belligerent. Because if that shit was, if, okay, if the United Center, if the United Center was on 63rd and uh, Drexel or some shit like that, 63rd and let's say it was on 63rd Ashland and people were riding home 
as drunk as some of those white people on a train coming from those Cubs games be, people would be in jail every night. Every night. How many people get arrested on the red line coming from the coming from the Cubs games? Very, very few, unless there's fighting or blood involved. Otherwise, they can pretty much do what the fuck they want. They be packed on there, sweaty, stinking. Ugh. But I'll get to the bottom of that when, when one of my other people get on it. But yeah, that's what, back to my topic, that's what I'd be more worried about. I'm more worried about the white girl who hops out of the car with Jordans and leggings on, you know, playing future. I don't want to, I don't want that. If I was going to, if I, if I, if I were to date a white girl, I want to date a white girl. I want to date a white girl who rides a bike or drives a Prius She's got a brother. They, they, her family has a lake house. She wears those weird sandals, but but she looks cool in them. She looks cool in them, you know. She hangs out in Lincoln Park, but she meets me in Pilsen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? I don't want some black, some white girl who's like obsessed with black culture and wants to be black. Just like I don't want no Mexican girl who's like hell bent on being you know, white or, you know, being, uh, trying to come off like a nigga. Like if I, if I dated, I've dated Mexican chicks. Not since really high school, I guess. When I was in the Alas Festival, I, I, I practiced for the Alas Festival. I really couldn't be in it. <laughs> but yeah, man, be speaking that Spanish shit. You know what I'm saying? Be making, make, making food. Traditions Like that's what I Would get out of dating Outside of my race I want to like Experience somebody else's bullshit I want to see how Your family argues I want to see how Your family get drunk How y'all celebrate Birthdays and parties And shit You know I want to That's That's what I would get out of Dating outside of my race but I don't want to date outside of my race just so she can be some kind of parody of, of what she thinks my people are. Like, that's fucking whack. Nobody wants that. Nobody should want that. So, I don't know. Arizona. This is a perfect segue. I didn't do it well, but this is a good topical segue from the people of color and interracial relationship topic into Arizona testing their welfare recipients. I'll tell you why. Because there's a lot of Mexicans in Arizona. And we were just talking about Mexicans. And um, it is, there's a myth that the majority of welfare recipients, recipients, I put an R in, I put an extra R in there for no reason, um, that the majority of welfare recipients are um, lazy, unqualified, um, rego weed smoking black people. And regardless of, or, or minorities, we can say minorities, because I don't know how many black people actually live in Arizona. I'm sure it's some, but I think most of that population is like white and Mexican. Um, but they did a drug test. They started drug testing for the last three years. They've been drug testing all of their welfare uh, benefit receivers. Look, water. Guess how many positive tests they got back, yo? 
What'd you say? You say three, 300? You're way off. They got one. They got one positive test in three years. And it must have been a white person because they're not showing their picture or releasing their name. But one test, one positive test in three years. And they thought that this was going to be a huge crackdown. Now, do I think it might vary from state to state? Probably. But as for their first move, it was it was a, a miss. Arizona. Douchebags. Is that a no, it's the Arizona Diamondbacks. But I was close. Arizona DBs. Moving on. Uh douchebag. That that reminded me of our <laughs> that just reminded me of the last podcast. I had a conversation. I was talking to uh to Shauna about baby making and the the woman's process. It it, it came up over the last conversation the last podcast I talked about the mother who gave who had her embryo implanted in her in her mother. The mother uh, had an embryo implanted in her mother because she was about to have a hysterectomy because she had cervical cancer and the grandmother delivered the baby for her carried and delivered the baby for her and I guess we were talking about or no 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 this came up about uh, the taste of vagina because I was talking about I told everybody if you didn't listen to the last show okay I dropped a huge bomb talking about I, I revealed to the people what pussy tastes like if you haven't seen, if you haven't listened to episode 14, go back, listen, learn, okay? Because I dropped some knowledge. Excuse me. <coughs> I dropped some knowledge on what that thing tastes like. So, but, but that, I don't know why I, I mentioned that to you. It was just in my mind. So, while I was talking to you guys, riffing from what's in my mind, I thought to remind myself that of that. Douchebag reminded me of that. Let's move on. Uh, Columbia House. Columbia House Records. Columbia House is the... If you are... So I am 29. So if you're around my age, couple years older, couple years younger, you'll remember Columbia House as the 8CD for a penny company. Yeah, well, they've finally gone bankrupt. And I was surprised they had waited this long. I feel or not waited this long, but that it took this long because I never really saw how that was a lucrative business for them. I never saw how they really made money off of that. Um, I'm sure they had other endeavors. I'm sure Columbia, like I said, I said Columbia Records, but I'm sure that entity or that co- co- company had some kind of connection to the overall Columbia music business. Not Columbia, the state, but Columbia, the, the, um, the record label. Shit, but um, I was always too afraid to actually like order the CDs. I filled out a lot of those little paper things though. Like I had my picks down. Like I was like, yo, I got it. Like my pennies, nothing. I know exactly what joint I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get this boys to men. I'm gonna get this Fuji's the score. I'm gonna get this young. I can't remember anymore. That might have been on there. Um, but I had my picks down. I was ready to do it. But I never, I always got scared. I always got spooked when it was time to do it. Um, but I definitely remember making my picks. Um, 
and it was a big deal to me. Like I wanted to pick the hot shit. I think my cousin had one of those, um, because she had like a pretty substantial CD collection. But I'm not sure. She might have, but I'm not sure. Um, yesterday was National Left Handed Day. Holla, all my lefties, can you hear me? You know, are there any lefties listening? Put your hands up. Hands up, lefties. Okay, okay. Couple of y'all. It's a couple of y'all. So I posted a couple of pictures. I posted the infamous left-handed smudge. If any person, any any left-handed person that has tried to use an erasable marker or anything that presses into the paper as soon as you, anything that doesn't dry on the paper as soon as you touch it, like if you're trying to write with a permanent marker on a plastic bag, or um, I've messed up a couple poster boards for projects with that. That sucked. Um, but yeah, if you write with a pen or a marker, being a left-handed person, your hand drags over all of your word, all of your words, fresh, like with that fresh ink. So a lot of times it'll smudge the the writing, and most of the ink will end up on your hand. Or some pencils, like those old soft pencils used to happen a lot. I actually remember writing a paper about, I was writing a paper about some Indian tribe. I think I was in like second, third or fourth grade. And I wrote this whole paper neatly in cursive with an erasable pen. And it tracked all over the pages. And then I went back and tried to like erase around it. And that looked like shit. So I think that was when I started using the, using the uh, the word processor. That's how I printed most of my papers. I used a word processor. But yeah, lefties. I I used to um I used to always have issues in high school. Okay, let's let's just talk about some lefty issues. Um, those bullshit desks in high school. Where the arm thing is on the right side. Um, scissors. Can openers. Um, refrigerators and microwaves. Everything. I don't want to say everything sucks for left-handed people, but it's hard, man. It's hard. It's one of the lesser known disabilities. It's not a disability. I don't know. Maybe. Could be considered a disability. Only 10% of the world population is left-handed. Let's drop some facts. Drop some knowledge on y'all. Uh, people with psychosis are 20% more likely to be left-handed. Famous left-handed people. Kurt Cobain. Jimi Hendrix. Tom Cruise. Oprah. Brad and Angelina. Uh, who is that? Oh, Justin Bieber. Paul McCartney. Jennifer Lawrence. Um, all lefties and all a little crazy. I think Jay Z is left-handed too. He always talk. He always refers to Lucky Lefty. I, I don't know if that's a. Uh, I don't think that's a Donnie Brasco reference. Could be. Could be. I just always thought he was left-handed for some reason. Hmm. I know he's a Sagittarius, but that's we're not talking about me right now. Anyway, um, left-handed people are. Lefty What Oh uh, Latin word for left is sinister 
Supposedly the devil is left-handed. There's a high correlation between lefties and delinquent behavior. But most geniuses are left-handed. So lefties are the epitome of taking the good with the bad. I used to, when I went to Kellogg, when I got to Kellogg, things sucked because I was like, I think it was only like two or three left-handed people in my class. I was left-handed. ATM was left-handed. That might have been it. So a couple times we, we sat next to each other and it was comfortable, but we didn't fucking like each other. So we always ended up wanting to get separated or something would happen where I'd want to sit somewhere else. So, but generally that means I got to like sit on the edge of like little foursomes that got made out of those little desks or like whatever that situation was. I don't think I realized I was left-handed or it became an issue until I think I was in like first grade because my teacher, Miss Hinchin, who has since been married and had her name changed, um, had her name changed or whatever, but, um, she was left-handed. And she made me feel special about it, not by like touching me or anything, just referencing it, um, us being lefties. Let's let's try to look her up. Let's see what Miss Hinton right now. Word, word. I can't remember how to spell her name. It's weird that you can just Google Google people like that though. Oh no, nothing came up. Anyway. But um, and then I think after that, my mom bought me this like left handed book, book of left handed stuff. And it was like all these famous people that were left handed and all these statistics about left handed people. And then my aunt Connie actually taught me how to like use a knife and fork correctly as a left handed person. I assume she's left handed or maybe she was just very nice. But she taught me how to use a knife and fork as a left handed person. And I kind of stuck with that. Um, but by that time, honestly, by the time I noticed I was already screwed up because like in gym class or playing sports, I had already started like this right-handed thing, like learning how to throw and learning how to, yeah, I guess just throw. So I threw with like my right hand, but I always had this weird, like when I first started playing basketball, I had a rim in my backyard that was way more than 10 feet. I'm pretty sure it was like a, like it was probably like 11, like 10 and a half or 11 feet. But we used to play ball on that. And I used to have to shoot it extra hard to get it, get it up there. So I developed this thing when I was younger, where I used to shoot the ball with both hands, kind of like a Joakim Noah thing without the spin. And it wasn't until I got to Kellogg and I was playing on a team there that I developed a true like a true shot with my left hand, my right hand in a cor- correct position going back a little bit. I actually got some form to it. Um but left-handed but that I, I I hear and as I understand it that's the story for a lot of left-handed people. They initially get taught as, by right-handed people. They learn all these right-handed habits. And their left hand kind of suffers, especially if they're not put in a immediate like sports position where like that shit matters more. Like if I played baseball, like pony, like little league or pony league or whatever, however that shit goes, they would have paid more attention to my left and right hand way more, way earlier. 
And um, it would have, I probably would have developed more of a left-hand thing. I can throw baseballs with both hands. I can kind of catch with both hands. My right hand still does feel a little bit more superior when it comes to athletic stuff, though. Um, But writing and eating and brushing my teeth, all of that kind of like reactionary kind of um, things that happen without you kind of involuntary things, that's way more left-hand dominant. But uh, happy left-handed day to all my lefties. Um, it's our time, baby. I don't know what that means. I don't really. It's not really our time. It's just our day. And it's, only, it's not even that many of us. It's only 10%. Moving on. Um, I posted this picture about black babies being used as um, as alligator bait in the South, obviously. But uh, in places, I guess, where they're alligators. So I would say like Louisiana, wherever there's swamps. I only know of Louisiana and Florida. And we know Florida don't really mess with black people anyway. Like, shouts out to Trayvon Martin and the Stand Your Ground laws. Florida is, Florida is like looking for a reason to kill a nigga. But apparently at some point they used to use black babies black slave babies as alligator bait so they would tie a rope around the neck and tie a rope around their torso and like toss them out into the water and as they would cry and thrash in the water trying not to drown this would attract the alligators and the alligators would run up and grab them and then when an alligator grabbed onto them they'd pull the alligator on shore and then hit it in the head with an axe but yeah, they just they would just they would wait while they were working out in the fields, or they would come in in the night and they would steal their children, small children. Had to be big enough to for for an alligator to be able to handle in one bite, not let go of. And not only did they do and c- commit and participate in such an egregious act, they then insist on creating this memorabilia for it. So this guy was showing all of these postcards and posters and um, there was a pin. There was actually like this pin or this pencil pencil case set where the pencil had a little top that you could change out and put on top of the eraser. That was the sh- that was like a black baby and the eraser or the uh, the case or the holder for the pencil was like a um, was an alligator body. So you could put the the pen away inside of the alligator and it would look like it was eating the baby. That was that's a uh, that's a toy. That's a souvenir. You have all these, you know, and, and we knew that we knew that that type of shit was possible when you see all of the the mammy cookie jars and the the, the fucking. Um, uh, what are they called? Uh, just called Shauna one the other day. Oh, uh, Pickaninnies. Is that what they are? Yeah, the little Pickaninnies with the, the red, the super red lips and the black face. And you had cookie jars and you had a little dolls and you had a little toys and figurines with that shit. Black people didn't make that shit. Black people don't want to celebrate that shit. White people do that shit. 
and they created they create a market to allow the the symbols of hate and the reminders of persecution they create this market for those things to fester and to circulate around and to be reminders constantly of some level of superiority that they have because black people have never made we've never made slave master cookie jars we've never made um toys with with rednecks on them celebrating rednecks fat with a wife beater on with like a heavy tan and like the, the wife beater is slightly off like slightly uh crooked so you can see like his real skin color and then red skin color right he's got on some shitty miller beer hat or some dirty john deere hat you know he's got jeans and some stupid boots on we don't make figurines out of that shit But like that's the that that right there, things like that, evidence like that is the only reason I somewhat believe that whole like minions were based off of these German minions were based off of these German torture suits that they used to put kids in. I don't really want to talk too much on it. You can look it up yourself, but and the fact that, you know, Disney has all of these hidden messages in their children's movies and things like that make this very believable. And and we've seen the type of it, it, it gives you a gauge for the real um, the real value they give our they give our lives, the worth that they put on us. They use the babies to catch catch alligators. There's nothing to them. And if you can imagine, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it was a traumatic experience for a mother. I feel like those are the kind of things that I'm, I'm sh- that would drive a mother to kill her own baby, which if you haven't studied slavery and if you haven't read stories of of um if you haven't read read like slave narratives and things like that it was very common for mothers to kill their own babies often while they were still connected to the umbilical cord just to not even introduce them into the hell that they were living every day to in some way save them from the definite pain and degradation that they would go through they would just kill them themselves and if they're going to be used as alligator bait if they're going to go out like that anyway i'd probably I'd, I'd probably rather it happen by my hands in some kind of sacrificial way rather than while 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 men laugh and chant and 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 egg it on and want it to happen It's not how I would want it to go down. It's I that that slavery shit is deep, yo. Like we'll never we'll never really know how ugly it was. We'll never really know how gruesome and how how deep it was. And I mean, we can't even have Black Lives Matter, so I'm sure there will be um, hosts of there will be there will be droves. Of, of white people ready to deny and denounce and and 
and and divide and want to like you know splice the numbers of what really happened and how how this really went down and well they really it wasn't that no it was terrible it was terrible you couldn't make it seem bad enough you couldn't describe it as as being bad enough And I guess I guess it's it's harder to look it's easier to look at than say like if you could if you compare it to like the Holocaust, right? So concentration camps are not the same as slave quarters or plantations. Because concentration camps aren't businesses. Concentration camps aren't lucrative. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But the only person the only people in business at concentration camps were Jews. Oh, no, 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 we're Germans. I'm sorry, that was a huge slip. We're Germans. And they were in the business of killing Jews. We love the Jews here at the Rojo Show. Here at the Rojo Show, we love the Jews. But the Germans at those concentration camps, not so much. Not fans. Nine. So there, but but if you compare that to a to a plantation, you know, where these slaves are used or, or utilized to put to work to bring forth these crops, tobacco, cotton, corn. Once they started to farm and irrigate lands, they were they were irrigating lands already that, that dated it back to like Native American times. They, they were very sophisticated with farming and all that shit. They just needed somebody to do it. So there was some sort they, they had to keep. They had to keep us in some sort of working order, i.e. health, which is why when you see pictures of Auschwitz and you see pictures of concentration camps, you see very, very, very gruesome pictures of our Jewish brothers and sisters, very drawn up, very skinny, very malnourished, basically just waiting to die. Whereas when you see pictures of slaves, you see... I wouldn't dare call them healthy, but you see a more more kept people. You, you I mean that if you were if you were to call them healthy next to the people that were in con, the Jews in concentration camps, I would definitely I'll definitely give you that. I'll cap to them being healthy, quote unquote, compared to them. But healthy eating ham hocks and eating shit that was thrown off the table from the master. That's what they were healthy from. Um but as I was like I was saying, the um, it, it, the comparison is different. The the pictures, which is all we really have to kind of look at and and use as some kind of quick verification of how bad things were. Just look at pictures of that and look at pictures of that. You have to consider that black people were being used as cattle. Black people were considered animals. They were considered livestock, and you you feed your livestock. You don't feed them fresh off the table. They don't eat as good as you're eating, but you feed them because you need them to stay alive because you need them to have some type of morale isn't the word, but they have to have some kind of motivation to continue to work for you. Whereas concentration camps were really just places for people to wait to die. So I think that and and just the arrogance of white people, they're never going to admit how fucked up slavery was. And even more so than that, they're never going to admit the effects from slavery 
that still ripple and resonate to this day. But let's move on. Um, this is a weird topic to switch off of, but somehow I came across a video of Mike Tyson when he was 15, um, competing in the world Olympics and listen, listen, when I tell you this man was a monster, oh my God, like just looking at him tear shit up was crazy. Like he would go into he he goes into the ring and he attacks with such a such an anger and such a fury. I mean, I, I saw some video I, after that initial video. I couldn't stop. I was hooked because it's like seeing. It's like seeing, I I enjoy seeing someone operate to the best of their ability in their specific field or discipline. And there was nothing, there's nothing like Mike Tyson, watching Mike Tyson box, obviously watching Michael Jordan uh, play basketball. I was watching the game. I believe the game was in 19, it was 80, 88, 86, 86 or 88 when he played the Celtics in the playoffs. He scored 61 on Bird. That game is is watching, watching him play in that game. By the way, it was also good to see him in the Chicago Jordans that I own. But um, seeing him operate in his field at the highest the highest level it was amazing seeing him operate and seeing him flow just like seeing Michael Jackson on stage or seeing William James sing you know watching Rojo do a podcast watching my mom take shots seeing somebody in their field where they operate you know my mother gets on my nerves. Shout out to Pop Party Girl Mom. But nobody nobody has the best intentions in a party or in a social setting than she does. Party Girl Mom is is definitely like a a hostess. She has the hostess shit down. You know, she she uh she can be a little demanding of me and my sister in terms of helping. I think she can handle most of that shit herself. But she, her intentions of the party, like she could probably be a really good party planner and then like sit back. She could probably throw a good party. Um, I, I wouldn't want to, I'd have to like give her some people to help her. I wouldn't want to be one of them, but her, her intentions of her good, her good time intentions are always on point. Party girl, mom moving and grooving. But seeing Mike Tyson box was like that. Mike Tyson was 17 years old when he was an amateur and he was beating the shit out of 32 year old men, grown ass men. I don't know how I would feel if I got beat up by a 17 year old right now. I'd be pissed for a while. I'd be in the gym hard as shit and I'd be looking for him at his graduation. And I'd be ready to take my revenge. Speaking of fighting, Anderson Silva, UFC great, 
easily one of the top 10, easily one of the top five MMA fighters of all time. Easily top five MMA fighters of all time. Yes, I said it. I mean, who you got? Who you got? Top five. Top five. You got Anderson Silva. You got uh, Minotaro Nogueira. You got Hoist Gracie. You got um, uh, who's the, who's the dude that they just let uh they trying to they try and get him in for a fight now. Oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right now. Shit. Um, white. You got to put in Randy Couture only because he was one of the oldest cats to do it. Um, and this guy whose name I can't. Fedor, Fedor Emelianenko. Top five. Who's better than them? Who you want to put up there? Who do you want to put? George Saint Pierre. I don't know. Not really. He's not. He's not really my favorite. He's good. He's not really my favorite. And if he until him and Anderson fight, you really never get the best of that. Um, who you want to put up there? Rampage? No. There's not a lot of African Americans. Rampage. Rashad Evans. John Jones. John Jones could be top five. He. John Jones is probably like six, because he's going through a lot of bullshit right now. Tito. Matt Hughes. I guess you could say Matt Hughes. I'm not familiar with too much of his his resume, so like I I mean I know he he is a he is a ridiculous wrestler, but like all around MMA fighters, uh, I don't know. Top five, he he could probably make it into the top ten. So if you open it up to top ten, you'd probably have him. Matt Matt Hughes would probably creep in there. GSP would probably creep in there. Frank Mir. Well, Frank Mir, maybe, maybe Frank Mir would get in there. He's never had any acute accusations of steroids, so he, he he's good on that front. Um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't have, I don't, uh, I don't know about top ten, but top five, I definitely put put him in top five. But he got suspended for using steroids. He'll be out for a year, fined three hundred thousand dollars. Fuck. I mean, he admitted to using it. He used it because he was. I mean, if you see the way he broke his leg in that Chris Weidman fight. Yeah, I mean, it was like a clean. He, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Anderson Silva, Anderson Spider Silva, this Brazilian MMA fighter, is fighting this guy Chris Weidman, this American bred white boy. Um, good guy. I'm not saying white boy in a bad. I'm just saying he's a white boy. Um, they're fighting. Anderson throws a leg kick, which is meant to. So typically, when you throw a leg kick, you want it to slap across your opponent's thigh, like mid thigh. With the middle of your shin That's what you really want to do with a leg kick You can do something with a leg kick in, When you're defending it Called checking it Which is where you kind of lift your leg off the ground So that if it does anything it kind of lick, you, you, you catch their shin with your shin And it's a little I mean it's, it's less damaging You still don't want to check a bunch of leg kicks But it's less damaging Silver Throws a leg kick and his leg, when it hits Weidman's leg, it snaps. And you can see like a, like some, there's some play to it. Like it kind of wiggles on the other side and then snaps back. 
broke that shit in two. He immediately falls to the ground in pain. He used the steroids. He admits to using steroids in his recovery. He came back in, I believe he came back in either just less than a year or right over a year from a clean break of his leg. And he admitted to using some steroids. He admits to juicing a little bit. What are you going to do? Mike Tyson never juiced. I don't think. Just just big and brolic for no reason. I mean, his body hasn't really changed enough to accuse him of steroids. He was huge as a kid. When he came out of jail, which is probably my favorite, Mike, when he came back, when he was with the Nation of Islam, you know what I'm saying? All praise is due. <laughs> when my man used to come out to the ring with the towel with the hole cut in the top of it and the kufi. He had General Mao tattooed on one arm. He had uh, Che Guevara ch- tattooed on his ribs. He had the Honorable Elijah Muhammad tattooed on his arm. He was knocking niggas out. Woo! That was my favorite, Mike. That's before he bit off Holyfield's ear and before he was talking about eating Lennox Lewis's kids. I think so. Uh, the timeline gets away from me. Uh, Wendy's plans on switching to machines, robots, and automated systems to avoid paying minimum wage, that, that $15 minimum wage. Now, if you have seen any science fiction movie, you've seen this coming from a mile away, whether it's iRobot, where you basically will just send a a fucking robot to the store to buy shit for you or to pick it up, carry it home for you. To Minority Report, where if you walk in a building, you'll just it'll automatically scan your eyes and it'll know it's you. And it'll know your size. It'll know the last time you shopped at that store. And it'll compare the the last pair of jeans you bought to some new shit they're trying to sell you. And they'll let you know the availability of your size and the colors that it comes in. Like basically an online store in the store. And I would even take it a a step further. I don't think they want your bags. You're not going to have to walk out of there with bags. You'll probably be able to pay a little bit extra. They'll use a drone. To deliver your shit to your crib or your hotel, and then it'll be waiting there when you want to. Because nobody nobody wants to walk around with bags when they're shopping. They'll just have a bunch of drones flying stuff home. Or they'll just mail it to you in the in the in the near near future, they'll just mail it to you, I guess. But if you've paid attention to the fast food industry, the fast food industry has been doing this slowly but surely for a long time. I mean, if you look back there while you're getting your Wendy's or your McDonald's or your Sonic or whatever your uh, I mean, I don't I, I, I'll say Chick-fil-A because I'm familiar with Chick-fil-A, but I'm really trying to throw shade on these other spots. I like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a shit. But they slowly but surely go into an automated system for years now. All they really do back there is manage a lot of different small machines and small robots. If you look at the the pop dispenser, the pop dispenser basically works on its own. It takes the orders. Once they put the orders in, it automatically sees what kind of pop they want. And it spins and fills and it sees what kind and what size. And this thing rotates and just fills pops. And what's her name just comes and picks it up and puts a lid on it and grabs a straw and hands it to you. 
They don't fry fries anymore. They drop them if they drop them. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of places that have that like rotating fry thing where it drops them on their own. They really just come and scoop them out, throw a little salt on them and serve them. Any any fast pay attention to the next fast food restaurant you go into. All they're doing is managing beeps and dings. Bing, fries are ready. Ding, nuggets are ready. Bing, uh, tacos are done. Taco Bell is a little bit more involved, but not not much. But what's going to happen is, and you again, you started to see this already. People appreciate the possibility of human error. Just like they appreciate the possibility of human of like that, that extra human love, that extra human attachment to what they're creating. Some people love their burgers to look like the commercials and with robots, they may look that way. Maybe you never know. They robot, the robots could just like kind of throw shit together. But just like, you know, Shauna bought this, uh, she bought this pen and, uh, she bought two pens. She bought me one too, but it says, it says very black. It's a very black pen. Hashtag very black. Shouts out to the very black movement. Um, but they, they sent like a, a, a handwritten letter and a free sticker and all this, other, like it was very, it, it's something that when you open the box, it makes you say, Oh, okay. This is fucking cool. Thank you. A robot wouldn't do that. A robot won't robots can't handwrite things. Number one, but they don't have like sentiments or like emotions to want to give more or want to leave a leave a lasting impression on a human. They don't know what a fucking lasting impression is. But again, with this $15 minimum wage thing, I mean, I hope they're ready to stand by it because there's just going to be more of this. And it's easy. The technology is out there. The technology is definitely out there to eliminate to eliminate a human presence in lots of retail and customer service situations. Somebody also somebody on Facebook told me that they just got a letter from their bank saying their their banks, their physical locations won't have tellers anymore. They'll just have all, it'll, everything will be automated. They'll handle your withdrawals and your deposits uh, by computer or some shit. And there'll be one person there to oversee everything and make sure shit doesn't blow up. But for the most part, I need you to talk to this robot. You've seen that if you're around my age, you've seen that develop over the years. I remember calling uh, Dell. Cause uh, Dell um, support for my computer, for my mom's computer when I was younger. And all you're doing, most of that was waiting to talk to someone. And everybody was Indian. Everybody was from overseas. Change that to now we'll give you, we have five options for you. Because we want you to go through this automated shit a little bit so we can narrow it down a little bit. Maybe you maybe you need maybe your issue is simple enough that somebody that you can barely understand can help you. Or maybe you need someone who speaks in a familiar dialect and tone that can help you on your more difficult problem more expeditiously. 
But then you had 50 options. I call, if I call Sprint right now, I won't if I won't talk to a human unless I wait on the phone and eventually request one. If I go through enough, if I push enough buttons and listen to enough robots, eventually they'll say, okay, well, just hold on. We'll put somebody on for you because you want some bullshit. But you can't call up and say, hey, I want to speak to a human now, please. Not at all. Hold your who you think you are a customer. You think you paying something? You think you got some kind of opinion on how your service should be handled? Please. We deal with you the way we want to. But yeah, this automated shit, I mean, some things are going to be awesome. You know, they'll keep the fries hot. I bet you they won't fuck up my order all the time. But you're only going to get two sauces. If you got two tacos, you're going to get two sauces. That's it. Get out of my face. Y'all going to get a handful of ketchup and a handful of mild sauce. Y'all going to get three sets of silverware for one meal. And these are things that make fast food special. But that's just going to raise the raise the stakes and raise the businesses business for people that in a weird way actually do touch their food. I mean, we've already seen it. I mean, some people can go to McDonald's and and Burger King and that's their version of fast food. And some people's version of fast food is like Potbelly's or Jimmy John's. Dare I say Subway. These places are a step up. And if this happens, we'll take an even bigger step up because they're the they're the last of a dying breed they're like a um they're like a muscle car or they're like a uh like vinyl like you will get some kind of satisfaction out of watching someone make your sandwich out of someone create something with their hands making you know making sure that it's it's presentable and and perfect for you and again we've already seen this you can go to walmart and buy a knife set or you can get some custom made knives from some dude who still knows how to forge steel in canada because you want that craftsmanship yeah i could go to mako and pay 200 dollars for a paint job or i can get my car sent to la and I could have this, you know, 75-year-old Vato who's been doing this for his boys and for in the hood for years. I could have him hand spray it, you know, do some, some real authentic pinstriping around the back, about around my door handles, you know what I'm saying? Get set up like a proper G. You could listen to you can listen to the radio. And hear what they have programmed for you. You can listen to Fox News. You can listen to CNN. Or you could come fuck with your boy Rojo. Who's going to give it to you. Who's going to give it to you the way I give it. And has hopefully become a way that you like to receive it. Watch these robots y'all. Couple more topics and I'm out of here. Got some business to take care of on this Friday. Try to keep my life from falling apart. Um, Kim K. Naked Prego picks. 
Listen, man, I am a fan. I like pictures of pregnant women anyway. Some. Uh, some. Not because I'm like, like, I don't watch pregnant porn, but, and yes, there is such a thing. But, um, like, I think pregnant women are beautiful. And um, you can you can have sex with a pregnant woman comfortably because she's already pregnant. So there's, there's no there's no point in thinking about pulling out or none of that shit. You can just. Oh, I've heard I've heard pregnant vagina is something to look forward to. I heard it was nice. I don't know. Good. This is just what I hear. I hear it's nice. But I thought I mean compared to some of the pictures she takes, I mean I thought that was a pretty classy picture. I thought it was nice. I mean, the fact of the matter is that when it comes to her body and her physical likeness, she's hoarded out, hoard, hoarded, she's hoard. Mm. This is where using the right word goes wrong, because I, I don't know what the what the plural past tense of whore, hoard, she hoarded, she hoarded, she hoard did her body out so much that now when she's trying to take a sincere and honestly beautiful picture, everybody's like, oh, this bitch is doing it again. She's not getting respected for it. It's the, like the bitch that cried naked. But um, I, I really wanted to get that little selfie book. I mean, listen, Kim Kardashian is a very attractive woman. I don't agree with how she manages her attractiveness, but she's a very... She's very, very easy on the eyes. Not even like her ass and titties. Her ass and titties are marvelous, but well, her ass has gotten kind of out of hand. I think she's gone a little too far with that. But um, she's she's a very attractive woman. And that selfie book, I mean, I'm not buying it to like fap off to all the time, but it'd be nice to have. It'd be nice to look at every now and then. I mean, I'm sure there's some aesthetically pleasing pictures in there. If I had a coffee table, I'd put it on my coffee table book. I'd have that, uh, that Pharrell book with booties. And, um, I mean, I guess I'd had a Hebrew Brantley art book just to add some culture in there. Make people think kind of deep. Chat town. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I, um, guys, guys help me out on this. So I've, I've been kind of going through a, a porn phase in the last couple of days. Um, some guy now, some guy now, okay. White guys are very open with like jerking off black guys, minority guys. Not so much. It's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a, 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 a fucking taboo. Like guys, black guys don't really want to acknowledge that they jerk off. Maybe a little bit more when they're older, but like young black guys, like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, when I got to college and I heard my white friends, Phil, Jason, Alec, when I heard them talking about them jerking off and shit and how they had to schedule and I do it when so-and-so goes to class and blah, 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 I was, like, I wasn't appalled. I was just amazed. Like, I like like Phil had it down to a schedule at one point. It was like, yo, boom, 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 right after lunch, blah, 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 bang. I, I'm not like that. I, maybe twice a week. Depending on how stressful it is. Now, sometimes I can get into these, like, these, I get caught in these cycles. Where, like, if if there's any action, I'm taking care of it. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. There's any movement, rap, rap, gotta do it. 
<laughs> and that's what I that's what I was in the last couple of days. I'm just in this just like this like porngatory. That's a play on purgatory. Porn porngatory. I'm just like shutting down all my laptops and just watching straight TV. And then even when I do that, I'm having these like 40 days and 40 nights moments where like everything is sexually charged. It's just because I'm it's just because I'm like I'm down and that offers some kind of like instant gratification. But guys, as you know about jerking off, like as soon as you're done, you're disgusted. As soon as you're done, you're like, oh, I can't believe I did this. Who are you? Don't look at me. Don't look at me. You walk in the bathroom backwards so you don't see yourself in the mirror. Don't look at me. But yeah, I'm going through a little, little fappery. <laughs> I've never actually known. I've never actually made that sound. Whoever faps when they fap is going a little bit too hard. You're a little too intense, bro. Um, Martin is set to reboot. They're doing a reboot of Martin. Martin, that Martin, yeah. Supposedly they're trying to bring it back. Uh, everybody's on board, of course, except I give you one second to guess. That's right, Tisha Campbell. Tisha Campbell Martin. Yeah, she's still not messing with him. So I guess apparently the plan is to replace her with uh with Ashanti. There will be a Gina character, but the Gina character will be Ashanti. I don't know about that. I feel like why can't Martin just be on something else? Like why he can't just have another woman? He still gotta be with Gina. I don't have we seen Ashanti act? Can she act? Is this something that's gonna like uh piss everybody off? I hear Will Smith is doing a he's he's uh, executive producing a reboot of The Fresh Prince. Why are they bringing everything back when there's so many good original ideas? I got some original ideas. Like the the Fresh Prince is played. That idea is played. We need to be talking about space. We need to be talking about the next frontier, baby. Come on. Black rights in space. I mean, I guess I guess they're doing this because they just signed up. They just signed up to do a. Um, they're doing another bad. They're doing two more bad boys videos. And um, or two more bad boys movies. And uh, I mean, I guess those will be good. Bad boys two was good, but that shit was like a million years ago. Are they all gonna be like ten years apart? That shit's kind of whack. It's not 10 years, but it's too many. Like six or seven. I can't remember how long the first it was between the first and the second one. Let's check it out. Uh-uh. Yeah. Bad Boys. Okay, so the first Bad Boys came out in 95. And then Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2 came out in 2003, so that's eight years. And in 2003 to 2015 is 12 years. Fuck. It's crazy. But yeah, they're signed on to do uh, a three and a four. 
uh, and Will Smith may only produce. I doubt it. What? He may, he may only produce three or four. Then what is he? Get out of here. They need not, they need not do it then. Don't do it. If Will Smith's not going to be in it, then don't do it. That's the only point. I need I need that Mike Lowry. And him and Martin work well together. They should they should try to do other shit together. See how that works out. Um. All right, I got one more, and then I'm gonna get out of here. It's a dark note, so we're gonna go down, and I'm gonna try to bring us out of it for the end of the show. So, um, an 11 year old girl in Paraguay gave birth to a little girl. Uh, that sounded weird it, it, it was correct I didn't misspeak But let me say it again And somewhat change my inflection To uh, better articulate what I'm trying to say An 11 year old young lady Because she's a young lady now An 11 year old woman gave birth to a a baby girl um, After being denied an abortion After being raped um, Apparently the girl's mother is being held and being charged with uh, negligence. I don't. I don't know how that shit works. Um, I'm sure that is just a way to combat the allegations or the uh, the to, a way to manage the backlash from her being denied a um, from her being denied an abortion. I don't know exactly. How you apply for an abortion in Paraguay But she ended up having to have a cesarean section In a Red Cross hospital um, in, in Paraguay's capital Asuncion um, She apparently had no complications And her and the baby are safe But it has caused a lot of issues Because she is a minor And they're charging her mother with this bullshit Apparently the girl was raped and impregnated by her stepfather when she was 10. The stepfather has been arrested and is awaiting trial and the mother has been charged with negligence. I don't know if the mother should be charged with negligence. I don't really, I mean, if if she knew, did she know? There's no way to prove that she knew. So I don't know about that. I wonder why she had to have a C-section. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I don't know what this 11 year old girl looks like. She's obviously menstruating, but I don't know if her body is maybe her body wasn't really ready to handle having a baby yet. I don't know. Apparently, this is a big issue in Paraguay. About 600 girls age 14 or under become pregnant each year in this country of 6.8 million. Uh, Many people are calling for stiffer penalties of the abusers, but apparently this abortion life, this abortion shit is not going to budge because Paraguay is a very um, Catholic church driven um, country. Um, They have the, the, the primary religion there is Christianity. There's a bunch of churches down there. And um, there was a there was a bill to kind of slow this down, I guess. So there was a bill proposed to kind of slow that down, but it didn't work. Um, Catholic Church has a wide influence in the country and at the forefront of calls not to allow an abortion. Um, they didn't talk about the girl's case. 
Human life is sacred and should be respected and protected from the moment of conception until death. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I, I definitely agree with all of that. And I, Liz, I am uh, I'm pro-choice. I, I think a woman should do uh, do what she wants with a vagina, especially if she wants to give me some. But um, I mean, when a girl gets raped by a stepfather, you, I, I feel like there should be some fucking um, some compassion, some some exceptions made. And sure, per, perhaps abortion isn't the choice. Perhaps, you know, um, you can do adoption or like in this case, her grandmother is going to take uh, take custody of the baby. But is she going to be I mean, talk about awkward. <laughs> I mean, that that seems like the worst way to describe it. But I mean, are there going to be situations where she's around this baby and her stepfather? Her stepfather, her stepfather should be done. Like he should be gone for a long time. But is she gonna be able to handle being around this baby? That's that's hers. But are they gonna acknowledge that the baby is hers? I don't know. And I'm not. I'm not saying that the the absolute right answer is for the baby to be dead either. But I'm saying, I mean, if that was what she wanted to do in that moment. She should be able to take care of it, and this shouldn't be a story. But now, I mean, she's she's famous, and, and she's, she's achieved notoriety for all the wrong reasons. Thank God they haven't released her name. They haven't released her family's name. They could have released her father's name, that piece of shit. But um, it just fucking sucks, man. Like, I mean, that, that this the, the abortion conversation has so many layers and levels to it. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are feminists and and to use a term I've heard, but do not promote the usage of because we love the Jews, but the feminazis have been I'm, I'm sure some of them would reject the fact that I've even spent time on this topic being a man and being. I, from what I've heard, I have been accused of misogyny and homophobia. Now, I I agree that some of my uh, some of my beliefs and some of my views may be hard for women to swallow. Pause. I'll cop to some. I, I can see how I could be seen as misogynistic, but homophobic, not at all. I mean, I'm I, I have no problem with gay people. I have a, I have lots of problems with gay politics, but I have no problems with gay people. I mean, I, I, I and, and my views and opinions have um, they've cost me some relationships. They wouldn't cut the relationship off totally because deep down they know I'm not homophobic. But, you know, they do a lot of gay shit. Which is fine. I'm not opposed to them doing gay shit, but they assume that I won't, and I probably wouldn't. I mean, if it was like for okay, so I'm thinking about two specific people in my mind, and if they had like birthday parties at like gay bars, I would go with a girl, and I'd stay as long as I could. But I mean. And at that bar, I'm going. I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I mean, if I see something that creeps me out, I'm going to look creeped out. 
I don't mean to be. It's just not my not where I am. Just like if I bring you somewhere and somebody comes out talking about they dick and balls, I wouldn't think twice about it. But you may be uncomfortable. I may be at one of my boys' house out in the hundreds, and we might be drinking shots, and this nigga might be wanting to get comfortable. He pull his gun out and put it on the table. That might make you feel some kind of way. I don't miss a beat. But we all feel uncomfortable about different things, and and our comfort doesn't doesn't our uncomfort our our comfort or discomfort shouldn't be the litmus test of how comfortable we are with you and your decisions. We just might be uncomfortable slightly in your world. I don't know where that came. I know exactly where that came from. I was accused of being a homophobe, but I mean, and and again, that's what the Rojo show at gmail.com is for. Come at me, bro. Please come at me because I feel like on this podcast, as much as I may put my foot in my mouth sometimes, and I very, very rarely feel like I do that very rarely. I feel like if you listen, you'll hear me work things out as I say them for like, like just a second ago, perhaps abortion isn't the answer, but I do feel like this baby is, I mean, she's already being born into a situation where her mother is being molested by her stepfather. And if we're going to follow patterns, it doesn't look good for her. And I'm not saying that killing her was the answer, but I'm saying that the mother was denied an option. That's what I'm saying. That mother, as young as she was, was denied a viable option. And because some people deem it inhumane or some people disagree with it, she now has to accept that she's been raped by her stepfather and a child has come come out of that um that disgustingness but even in me saying that you've you've listened to me work things out you've listened to me give 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 an answer then say why that answer might not be a good idea i gave another solution i pulled that back try that try that try that at least i'm figuring it out what i hate is people see this is I tried to explain this to somebody and they got cut off because they were short sighted. But if you look at um, if you look at a if you look at an argument like a, a, a diagram, right, a triangle. Right. So you've got your point and an opposing point at the bottom, the bottom two angles. And the goal is to meet somewhere, not agree, not agree but to meet somewhere at the top with some kind of understanding for each other's point of views. Again, not agreeing or changing each other's minds just to meet at the top. But what a lot of people do, here comes that misogyny, specifically women. I've learned in a lot of these Facebook conversations I've had, a lot of conversations I've had with women, a lot of this this is what I've learned. So like I said, you visualize this with me. You got a triangle in front of you. Okay, your point is on the left, your opposition, your opposing point is on the right, and you guys want to meet at that top, at the top of the pyramid, at the top of the triangle. You give a point, and that gives you, that brings you about four inches up on the triangle. 
most times if you make a valid point I'm, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt because you're a Rojo show listener that you're giving a valid point what the opposing point will do is they will cut off the rest of the triangle meeting your point and having an issue with your point not offering a, an opposing point moving themselves up their edge of the pyramid they want to cut the pyramid off and attack your point they want to give feelings why they feel a certain way about your point why they feel a certain way about this subject but that's not the point that's not getting us to the top that's cutting us off i really wish you could see this diagram i'm making with my hands it's beautiful that's all i got yo I'm just I'm just saying when you argue and when you have these spirited debates, these conversations, these conflicting views, exchange point for point. Don't get so caught up trying to argue or don't get so much so caught up on how you feel about people's points or how you feel about that person. Because that's another thing I notice. A lot of people don't argue with me because they don't like my points or they don't agree with my points. A lot of people argue with me because they want to argue with me. They don't like me. They 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 take something I say and they use that to formulate a full opinion and a full write up about me. Whereas if they know, number one, you can listen to the Rojo showing him he break this shit down and go through it and learn while I'm while I am in some way feeling like I'm teaching and giving knowledge. I'm also learning and figuring things out in my head. But listen, get at me at the Rojo show at gmail.com and we can have you on the show and we can have a real discourse or I can possibly explain or acknowledge something or go back on a point and clarify. But please don't just uh, don't just listen to one thing I say about one point and use that to build a, a case or build this fortress of who you think I am. that's really all i got to say um thank you guys for listening this has been the rojo show i'm your host rojo please get at me on social media um the rojo show at gmail.com is where you can send any requests for topics uh you can send me any original music i'll put it on at the intro or at the outro um Send me any shit talking you want to do, any issues you got with anything I'm going to say. I'm ready for the bullshit. I'm built for it, baby. Um, You can also send, you know, thoughts and well wishes, whatever. Anything you want to say to Rojo or the Rojo Show, send it to the Rojo Show at gmail.com. Facebook, Rojo. Um, Twitter, Rojo. Instagram, ShyRojo1. Please get at me. It's been a great week. You all have been therapeutic in listening and 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 joining me in this podcast today. It was a tough one, but I promised you I'd get out of my little funk. I'm out of it. We did a good show. Thanks to everybody that's listening. This is Rojo. I'm out. I'll see you. Today is Friday. Probably try to do a show early Monday. Mon- I probably try to do a show Monday. So we'll talk to you guys on Monday, beginning of the week. Let's see what the weekend does to us. You guys have a good one. Im natural, 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 natural